everybody. It's exciting to be back with the latest edition of the show. I uh, will tell you that we are recording uh, live at a conference. So if you hear noise in the background, it's just that people are doing stuff. Uh, so I'm really excited to have a first time guest on the show. His name is Felix Ko, And Felix, exciting to have you here. And maybe I'll get you to tell us a little bit about who you are in your journey, even just the Reader's Digest version, just so we get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, from a bird's eye point of view, uh, you know, I've been in sales and marketing for um, you know fifteen years. Um, uh, most of that, which has been in the tech and ball space, which is uh, absolutely exciting. Um, and then uh, on top of that, uh, you know, I made the transition into um, uh, near marketing, which um, will be a very fresh and uh, promising field uh, moving to the future, especially with AI and VR, uh, you know, being a, a part of our everyday lives, um, looking into the future. Wow. So I guess where I'd like to start there is, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, looking towards the future and, and what it sort of looks like, have you found that um, it, knowing that and, and knowing what the future could hold, has that served you well in business? And is that something that you're, I'll say, super passionate about? Absolutely. I think um, just the ability to kind of see where things, and I'm pretty sure this is what uh, all entrepreneurs uh, would resonate with us as well, is kind of see where the potential uh, pathway of where their venture may lead them is a huge um, advantage. And uh, also it feels a lot of passion as well to be a part of that that wave that, uh, you know, that brushes into that new field and, uh, creates um you know a lot of um a lot of positive impact and i guess uh, other curiosity is that is this something that you were into your whole life or is this something that uh the bug hit you later on like is this something you were always kind of into let's say technical stuff and and uh you know algorithms and what the future holds and all that kind of stuff uh, actually it's very surprising so if i were to look you know, 15, 20 years ago, I would never, ever imagine myself um, being in this position today. Um, so if we were to take a time, as, a time machine and let's say rewind it 20 years ago, um, my, my aspiration was actually more in the healthcare field. Um, it was actually looking to get into uh, optometry. So um, from a university perspective, um, a lot of the programs such as biolo- biological sciences and psychology were um, you know, aligned to um, get into the optometry program. So um, we talked about like synchronicity and just um, going out there and meeting new people. I think just along the way um, led to where, you know, where we are today in terms of um, this totally 180, if you want to call it, in terms of the initial aspirations of becoming an optometrist and then all of a sudden the business uh, side of things and, and, uh, and also... Um, technology as well because when you look at you know the healthcare field and technology usually they're they're very two different fields and especially when it comes to sales and marketing um, as a healthcare professional you don't need to do that because people come to you and they know that they have a problem so you would just um, you know take care of them in that respect but um, with sales and marketing is the other way around as well as you're always looking to build new connections and then I guess the other side is who inspires you and who inspired you uh, to even to make that shift because uh, you know there's obviously a lot of business leaders in the world and 
you know, I'm curious if it was uh, any, if it was any particular person that you said, I could aspire to that or they inspire me. Is there anybody that comes to mind? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I think um, Anthony Robbins is a, a huge name out there. I came, uh, I was exposed to Anthony Robbins, um, you know, around that same period when I was finishing my program at, um, with my biological sciences. Um, so that would be like mid 2000s during that time. And I thought it was just a new perspective on how to view life and um, pretty much just to try new things and, um, you know, see what resonates with you. And then um, from there on, choose what um, fulfills you the, the, the best and is going to provide the lifestyle that you want to live. And then I guess then if we shift gears a little bit, can you tell us a little bit more, you know, you talked about sort of the direction you're heading in now, but can you tell us a little bit more about your business journey in terms of maybe, uh, you know, first of all, what it looked like, but I guess the second part is obstacles that you may have faced. And I guess the other side of that is uh, lessons you may have learned. Absolutely. So, so um, coming in, coming from a healthcare uh, background, uh, mainly with uh, biological sciences and psychology. Uh, one of the things that made the big, uh, big eye opener was actually um, when I was looking for work, uh, one of the places I worked at was a collections agency. So um, at first, I didn't even know exactly what that was. I thought that, um, you know, it'd be make phone calls to people for specific causes, like to, um, you know, to get them to make donations and so forth. So um, it was a a totally shock to come in there and pretty much get thrown in the fire because now you're talking to people um, who obviously know why you're calling and are immediately guarded and resistant to handling money, like over their, their money to, um, you know, to take care of their, their finances. So taught me, um, you know, that was the first exposure to the, the business world, so, so to speak, in terms of um, the ability to, to market and, and to, to persuade people. Um, that was probably the big, probably the biggest challenge because it was simply such a massive shift in thinking at that time to be able to uh, talk to people on that level. And, and I think um, uh, one of the biggest things was being able to empathize, uh, empathize with, with them because they're constantly bombarded um, with these types of calls. So it was uh, learning how to, um, you know, kind of relate them better in order to um, persuade them to, to carry through with, um, with the calls. Very cool. And so I guess the other side is what did you, I mean, you learned obviously the power and importance of empathy, but is there right. any other life lessons or business lessons that came from even just being in the world of um, collections? I mean, cause that's, you know, that's unique in the sense that not everybody gets to experience that in their life on that, on the side of the fence that you were on. So did you learn any business lessons or life lessons outside of the importance of empathy? Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, in addition to being able to empathize with us, we're just, um, just understanding where we're coming from because I noticed that um, uh, a lot of the approaches were more aggressive. So, um, so if you, you know, ha like if you show that type of aggression to anybody, then obviously they're going to reciprocate with the type of energy. So it was a matter of understanding that there are different personality types as well. And um, <clears throat> with that in mind, this hand or just approaching people uh, on um, your feel for them as a, as a human being. And so I guess the other thing I'm curious about Felix, if we sort of shift gears back to how you spend your time today. Um, so with happy buying brain, uh, what you guys do is neuromarketing. 
can you tell us, I guess, a little bit more about that and why a business should be even interested in the power of it? Absolutely. So neuromarketing is at its core is just how the human brain and body responds to uh, marketing stimuli. So um, in terms of the, the marketing world, is uh, applying cognitive psychology to business challenges. Uh, we'd like to get one step further up uh, the buying brain by helping uh, businesses craft their marketing so that it speaks to the primal part of their customer's brain, which is uh, influences up 95% of buying decisions. So um, it's very important to understand how critical it is to organize information so that when it's delivered to the customer's brains, that it actually um, you know, persuades them to um, choose you know, buying uh, products and services for, for your business over other uh, competitors. So it taps into a lot of the uh, subconscious drivers that a lot of customers are not aware of themselves. Wow. And so, you know, when I think about that, I think about things like, and I guess neuro is right in the name, but I think about things like neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, and the power of it in terms of being a communicator and and obviously, as you said, tapping into those triggers or what have you. So Mm -hmm. uh, how did you come about learning this? Like, is this also something you learned on your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, yeah, so it's, um, it actually took a full circle. So because uh, if you, um, my educational background um, includes both biological sciences and uh, psychology. So it happened to um, fit very well with, um, you know, the 15 years of marketing. So when I looked at the landscape, what was really happening, it was global companies that were utilizing their marketing. So there was uh, a huge market for small and si- medium-sized businesses to leverage uh, the power of neuromarketing to differentiate themselves in the marketplace and um, you know, really grab a big market share as well. And um, especially right now, the timing is perfect simply because of the everyday use and acceptance of um, artificial intelligence. So as, you, as we mentioned, the concepts of marketing, um, you know, it's not something that's so foreign and, and out of place anymore because people are familiar with um, AI technology like uh, chatbots and um, everybody or a lot of people use, let's say, the Apple Siri system. So um, it happens to be um, right here, right now. So it's, it's perfect timing for, for businesses to take their uh, marketing to the next level by understanding what truly makes their customer's brains to a subconscious level. And so I guess then the other side is, you know, for somebody that's a business owner, Felix, and they're listening and saying, you know, what could be the difference if I applied um, their neuro side versus just traditional selling? What, have you guys measured that or what kind of, I guess, have you guys looked at what kind of increase somebody could see in their business if they were using this approach versus the traditional approach? Absolutely. Yeah. So we've had, um, so we work with um, industries various industries. So they could be, you know, healthcare industries, pharmacies, uh, chiropractors, all the way to trades, uh, plumbing companies, um, you know, to companies that uh, organize events. And what we found is when we implemented neuromarketing strategies to their campaign and compared it to their doing before that did not leverage, um, in, um, you know, any neuromarketing strategies that the difference could be um, the ROI is, um, is two to three times 200 to 300% um, what they were doing before in terms of conversions. Wow. That I think on its own is worth somebody looking into. You don't hear those kind of numbers regularly. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it makes sense because again, we, we all buy 
for specific reasons and we have specific triggers. And I would say most of the marketing that's done and selling ignores those altogether. That's correct. And so if we could tap into those, obviously we're going to have more success than if we ignore them altogether. Exactly. So you're tapping into the real hidden drivers that really um, influence uh, customers' behavior to buy, right? So if you're able to, if someone's able to understand that, then they could start um, leveraging, you know, near marketing strategies along every path of their marketing um, efforts to, to increase their chances that, first of all, their products and services grabs the attention of their their ideal customer and also engages with them uh, emotionally so that becomes memorable. So before we uh, start to wind down and I ask you the three questions we like to ask each guest, uh, Felix, I'd like to get your thoughts on when it comes with comes to marketing, we're obviously in a different world than we were before. I mean, now there's social media to factor in, which didn't, you know, wasn't a factor, let's say in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think marketing in your opinion, and I guess we'll say, if so, why? Do you think marketing is just as important in 2020 as it was, let's say, 10 years ago? Absolutely. I think it's even more important. I think people are even connected more ways uh, today than they were in the past. Um, one of the reasons I mentioned is social media. Everyone is connected um, to each other. On top of that, um, uh, just coming from the mobile um, space, uh, that's something that with smartphones, iPads, People have that with them all the time as well. So that's a perfect opportunity for brands to continually uh, stay connected and build relationships with their customers. And I think even more powerful uh, moving forward is the, um, the coming and the rise of artificial intelligence, more specifically uh, virtual reality. Uh, people's senses, and um, they're going to be even more immersed into all the marketing that, uh, you know, brands that if they know what they're doing, they're going to be able to to really impact the lives of their consumers on a much deeper level. Awesome. And so I promised that I would uh, wind down with three specific questions. The first one of those is around how do you personally define success? Sure. Uh, I think success is, I think it's a lifestyle that you want to live and that takes into many dimensions um, into consideration. So it's um, not only the, the business aspect of things, but it also someone's health. Uh, you know, relationship with their friends and family. And of course, uh, one time in, you know, any in people's lives, that's, uh, you know, there's, there's sometimes one dimension is more important than the other. It's, it's finding some sense of, um, some sense of happiness when it comes to all those different dimensions in terms of coming together and uh, providing, you know, the lifestyle that that person wants to live. Now, how about uh, the word purpose? Are you, do you think it's important for a person to find their purpose or their calling? And if you do think it's important, why do you think that is? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I 100% believe in that purpose is important. It gives people focus and drive in terms of, um, and it ties into the whole concept of success, um, just being able to you know, achieve the goals that um, that's going to help them uh, achieve the lifestyle that they want to live. So without goals or without a purpose, then it's really difficult to find any true meaning in terms of, um, in terms of their life in, in any specific uh, dimension of it. And then the last official question, and then I'm just going to ask you as a heads up, I'm just going to ask you how people can connect with you and learn more. Uh, but before we jump ahead to that, my last official question is called the time machine question. And it's simply, if you could jump into a time machine and go back and visit a younger Felix and give him a piece of life advice based on what you've learned in the year since, what do you think you might tell younger Felix? I, that's a good question. I think the most important thing is surround yourself with really great people and people that you aspire to become. 
um, I think that has the biggest influence in terms of growth and also how you could contribute back to their lives as well to make their life better and help them get to their goals. Love it. And so Felix, like I said, the last question is simply, how can people connect with you if they wanted to learn more about your work or just reach out and say hi or whatever that looks like you or a hub that you send them to? Absolutely. Yes. There's two primary ways. Uh, number one is uh, I'm active on LinkedIn. So you connect uh, with me. Uh, you can just type in uh, the search scale. Um, happy to connect with, uh, with anybody there. And uh, also visit uh, my website at uh, happybuyingbrain.com and we could connect through there as well. Awesome. Well, Felix, KO, this has been an absolute pleasure. I knew it would be. I thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your insights so graciously. And uh, let's call this a to be continued and look to bring you back on in the future. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show, Corey. Definitely appreciate it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.